0: Greetings and welcome back to another ongoing series of Shir Mandal film. My name is Yitzchaket Shalom. We are now in Masachet Kiddushin of Chet in our analysis of the sixth and seventh Mishnayot of the fourth and final parak in Masachet Kiddushin. Turn back for a moment to Ayin Zayin Amr Aleph to the place where these two Mishnayot are brought together. And to remind you from the previous podcast, we learned that the Dean of Bat Chalal Zachar, um, uh, that she's uh, Psulam if the uh, if the mother is a chalalah and the father is a Yisrael, then she's Ksherah. And then Rabbi Yehuda said at the end of the Mishnah, Bat ger zachar k'vat halal zachar. If the man is a ger, then his daughter is also psul just like the daughter of a Chalal. We'll come back to this Amud to see Mishnah Zayin, but first let's take a look at what the Gemara says about Rabbi Yehuda. We don't know about ger zachar k'vat halal zachar. This is on ayin chet, amur aleph in the middle, or bihuda over tanya, bihuda omer, bad ker, here's a hakabat chalal zachar, vehad din noten, and he says it's based on a kawa Ma chalal shabamitipa ksheira, after a chalal was born from Jewish blood, bitop sula, nonetheless his daughter's psula, ager shabamitipa psula, ager who was born from non-Jewish blood in Odin should bitop topsula, certainly his daughter's repusal. That doesn't work. Ma la chalal shakinitzer after all, a khala was created through a violation. Uh, so, we can prove it from after all, a khala himself was not created by an Avera, but his nonetheless, his daughter's apostle, if he has that daughter with an almana or a or anybody else like that, so is that can so be no, because the he generates a puzzle kid by a violation. So either he was created by a violation or he generates the puzzle kid by a violation. So halal yochia, halal can prove that because a halal didn't do an Avera when he had his kid, and the kid is Puzzle, and so the arguments go back and forth. Each perspective is different. So what's the common denominator, the highest common denominator that you can find? These are things that do not apply to the majority of the community. So the same thing uh, with a... Uh, with a the daughter of a ger who's also not Berov Kahal, all right. That uh, in some way they're distinct from everybody else. The coin goddle with the almona had a Biyasura, a halal was born from a Biyasura, and a ger himself is born from a bi from a Tipa psula from non Jewish blood, all right. So now malat zara shavish v'enshe but that's not true because the coin goddle with the almona or the halal both had some avera involved, even what they did or how they were born. Um, so that can't be the, uh, the, uh, the Kawa So, don't disprove the, uh, your theory about Gera from going Gorba There's your proof from Mitzvah Rishon. After all, Mitzvah Rishon was not born in an invalid way, and a Mitzvah is allowed to have beer with his wife who's a Mitzvah Rishon, let's say. None the unless the kid is a puzzle can enter of a Well, of course the kid's puzzle, because the mitzvah himself can't enter the kahal. So the answer is halal yochiach. A halal can marry into the kahal, but a halal still generates a daughter who's pasul akuna. Again, the different perspectives indicate that our common denominator is lower than we thought. and We go back to where we started, which is that somebody who is is in some way removed from the community, whether because the Bia that they had that created this child was an Avera, like Koin Goroba or because um, they themselves were created by a tippsula Psula, like, uh, by, uh, by an Avera, like a Halal. So the Ger, who's also created from a Tiba Psula, also fits into this model. Right? rov kahal So malat, But that's not true, because after all, a Halal... And according to God of Almona, or uh, our cell if they have Bia. and uh, and a gera is not, So uh, Rabbi Yehuda, nami be Rabbi will end up saying that a gera also, if a gera has beer with a bat Yisrael, he's posel her for kuhuna, and he brings it from the same sade Okay, please go back to Ayin, Zayin Zayin Amudaluf to the Mishnah which is attached to our Mishnah. This is Mishnah Zayin. Rebozov and Yaakov Omer, Yisrael shenasa georat, if Yisrael married a georat, a, a female convert, bitok shereh likuhuna, the daughter is kshereh likuhuna, because it follows the father. Ger shenasa about Yisrael, but if a ger marries about Yisrael, bitok shereh likuhuna, that's also okay. However, ger shenasa georat, bitok shereh likuhuna. Rebozov and Yaakov simply holds that as long as one of the parents is born Jewish, then the daughter is kshereh likuhuna. But if they're both Gerim then not. We'll see why. Akad Gerbachad Mshucharim and he says the same is true about an Ab Benshukhar. If he marries a Shivchab Mishukhar, then the kids possible, but if one of them is a Ben Yisrael, but Yisrael it's okay. this goes in perpetuity. Aj te motehe mumi yisrael. Meaning, until we can find, really, one of the parents being Yisrael, then the kid, the daughter will be Psulilakuhuna. Or Biosi, meaning if the Ger and the Giorit have children, and those children all marry children of Gerim and the then the daughters, the granddaughters, are going to be Psulilakuhuna until... We mix in Yisrael blood now. Rabbi Yosio Mer Afgershna Sagiorit Pitok Sher Lakuna. He disagrees with those on Yaakov, and he says that even if a ger marries a gioret, the daughter can marry into the kuna. The gioret can't, but her daughter can. Now let's take a look at Daf Ayin Chet Amud Aleph at the bottom where we analyze this. Rabbi Shimon Yaakov Mer Ger Zatania. Rabbi Shimon Yochai Mer Gioret Pchuta Bimatzshal Shanim Vimeachad. This we saw a few daf ago. Rabbi Shem Ba'yichai is of the opinion that if you have a Giora to convert it below the age of three, she can marry into the Kuna. How do I know? that? Shemar in the war against Midian. Uh, Moshe says, any child among the women who is, uh, that uh, that we uh, that were too young, shall we say, to have had Bia with any man, you can keep alive for yourselves. And among the soldiers, was Pinchas Hakohen, and the implication is that Moshe was, was saying you could take any of them for wives, and so the idea is that these girls who are going to be forcibly converted below the age of three are ksheira For rabbanan, how did the rabbanan answer that? Hachiyulachem, <laughs> but the milchvachot. Hachiyulachem doesn't mean you could marry them; it means you can keep them as slaves or shvachot. Kulan <laughs> meaning Rabbi, Rabbi Huda, Rabbi Lozem and Yaakov, Rabbi Yossi, and Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai all learn their different approaches to the issue of the children of Gerim and Kuhuna from the same pasuk. And it's a strange pasuk that we're going to have to solve in itself, in and of itself, from the last few chapters of Yechez. almana ugrusha lo yikkhulahem lenashim, y'lob mizera b'yit Yisrael. It seems to be saying that Kohanim cannot marry an almana ugrusha but rather, only Betulot. We'll have to fix this. Rabbi Huda Savar, Ad Kol Misrael. Rabbi says that means that you have to have somebody, Betulot Misarabet Yisrael means girls who are Misarabet Yisrael. In other words, that um, they have to have both parents be Misarabet Yisrael. Or shall we say, the ikker parent, the father, has to be Misrael. And that's why Rabbi Yehuda says that if the father is a Ger, the daughter is b'sulakuna. He says, as long as some of the Zerahs is Misrael, that's good enough. Either father or mother, that's good enough. of mission is Rubi Israel. He takes a different approach and he says, whoever was whoever was impregnated as a Yisrael, which means therefore even a Germer is a Gioret, the daughter's of the Kahuna, because the child was conceived after the parents converted. He says, only somebody whose betulim grew, meaning, as long as it's somebody who achieved the age of three as a Israelite, even if she was not jewish before, that's still okay. Alright, so, Amar the Rava. They have the following question. The Pesach itself is weird. And this, of course, goes back to the famous story of Hanani ben Guryon, who uh, saved the book of Yehezgal from being banned by darshaning all of the difficult sukim, and this is one of the areas that's very difficult because it seems to contradict what it says in the Torah. And that's the story of Metzacher Shabbat and Dafi Um But Rav asks Rav Nachman, the first half of this pasuk says that they can marry That sounds like coin godl. And then the rest of it seems, according to what we're darshaning, that it's talking about a regular coin. So Le'in says yes. So Ravah says, Do we have we or half address one group and half address another? So, he says, I'll show you something even more, uh, more strange. Dichtiv, in the beginning of uh, Shmuel's Nevoah, in Per Gimel, of Sefer Shmuel, it says, That's the pasuk. Uh, I read it based on Tamiami Krap, but the way we're reading it is, That the candle of God had not yet been extinguished. Shmuel was lying in the Mikdash. From Eyneshiva Azarah, Malchei Beit David Bilvad, nobody's allowed to even sit in the Azarah. Certainly not sleep in the Azarah, lying down, except from Malchei David. Ella is narrow, lohim terem yichbe, meaning bechol Hashem, shmul sholchev and that's why on the page I put sort of parentheses around shmul sholchev. The way they're reading is narrow, lohim terem yichbe, bechol Hashem, shmul sholchev in the meantime bimkomo which means you read the Pasuk as being bifurcated half referring to the Mikdash half referring out same thing our Pasuk half is referring to Kohen Gadol half to Kohanim to Kohanim uh, alright so now looking at that same Pasuk the end of the Pasuk says an Almana of a Kohen they can marry implying that Kohanim can only marry Almanot of other Kohanim that contradicts what it says in the Torah so meaning meaning they can only take an almana of other koanim and not koin godl. Because an almana who married a koin godl is a khalala. All right. What it means is an almanah who was married to somebody whose daughter could marry into the kuhuna. Otherwise his bio with her apostles are the le Bad Rabbat ger zachar, kabbat halal zachar. Same deal. And therefore, koshia sebito, tano Anybody, if you could marry the daughter, you could marry his widow. We had that earlier. sebito, And therefore, if a ger has beow with a woman, that apostles her from kuna, according to Yehuda, And it says, and it says, Okay, Rabiosi me if you recall, in our Mishnah, said that. Also, can marry uh, the daughter? Can also marry into Kuna. That's the halacha. But since the destruction of Beit Hamikdash, the Kohanim have a higher threshold that they've adopted for themselves. That they insist that if the father was a Ger, they won't let the daughter marry into the Kuhuna. If a coin comes to ask, can I marry this girl? We tell him, based on our laws no, her father can't be a ger. But if he already married her, we don't say you have to get divorced. We follow Rabiossi, we rely on Rabiossi, and indeed he can stay with him. Okay, the next Mishnah is a very short piece we'll do. Haomer b'nizem mamzer inon If a man testifies that his son is a mamzer, or this is my son, a mamzer, we don't believe him, the son's status is untouched by that statement. This is two things. Even if both father and mother admit, and even if the child is in utero, there's nemanim, mm-hmm. Rabbi says Nemanim, mm-hmm. it's unclear whether Rabbi Yehuda says that about any circumstance or only if both of them admit it and the child is in utero, we'll see that the extends it to any circumstance. Now, myva Philushnahem, what's the point of saying even if both of them Admit it. So lo mi kamar. What we're saying is an even more radical statement. Lo mi Certainly, if the father says that, my that's my kid. The mom's there. He doesn't really know. Alafilu the kimla, but the mother knows. Lo me We still don't believe her. Me bayi le de lo mi lo And we, and, so, and not only in the case where the kid already has a chazaka kashu because the kid's already born. He may be thirty, forty, fifty years old at this point, living his whole life a cheskes kashus. Even an ubar who never had a cheskes kashus, he wasn't born yet; he's still in utero. Nonetheless, they're still not believed. In other words, parents' ability to put a blemish, an idea of blemish, or stain on their children, is that doesn't exist. There's no credibility there. You bring him, fine, but parent's statement isn't good enough. Statement isn't good enough. The Torah gave credibility to the father to identify. Who his bechor is, and uh, to identify uh, that he uh, that he was accepted kiddushin for his daughter and, and to which man. But that's it. Rabbi Yehuda says that they are believed. Kedatanya's we'll see. Yakir the Torah says that you have to identify and recognize the bechor and give him the pishnayim. yakirenu meaning you have to identify him to others. The father has the ability to identify his bechor to others. That's how we know a man is believed to say, "That's my bichor." Just like he's believed to say that. A man is also believed to say, "This son of mine is a ben grusha ben chlutza. I'm a kohen, and I had uh, be with a uh, grusha, and this is the child, and therefore he is uh, chalal. Said no, his credibility stops at bichor. I understand Rabbi Yudah's position. He says, Yakir, which means the father can identify anything about the child. That's what we're learning. What do you need Yakir for? For a child who, let's say, had disappeared, was gone, suddenly shows up and the father says, yes, that's my Bechor. We don't know who he is. For what purpose? For the only purpose of Bechor is to give him an extra portion. I don't need a Pasek for that. Migori boy, Matona, after all, the father could just turn around and give him his whole estate, so milovi. So therefore the father certainly is believed to save his Zebedi because the father has the ability to give him that much without him being a Bechor. The answer is. but the answer is that the father's identification of this boy as his Bechor will affect proceeds which will come enter the estate after the father's dead. So not things that are ra'ui to come afterwards, because there there's no pishnaim, but rather things that happen to coincidentally come into the estate, collections that happen after a father's dead. Or mayor dam or adam but according to a mayor, that's pshita also, because a father could be makna, all future things that come into the estate after he's dead, to this guy and say he is or isn't my b'chor. So the yakir lama, again, what do I need yakir? The answer is shenof lokshu says. If something falls into the father's estate while he's a ghost, meaning he is technically alive, but he's not able to do anything because he's in a coma, he's, uh, he's dying. Therefore, his statement of this is my, my son, the Bechor, really establishes him as a full Bechor, and therefore he's going to get Pishnayim, and the brothers can't contest it. So that's what Yakira is for. Rabbi Yehuda is of the position that that I don't need a pasuk for because after all, the father can give anything he wants to anybody he wants. So he can certainly say, "I give the t- t- portion to this guy." Yakira according to Rabbi Yehuda, is there to say I can also identify other things about him, such as he's a Ben Grusha, a Ben Chutzah, Mamzer, etc. And the Chachamim disagree. Okay, we'll stop at this point. Pick up on Daf Ayin Chet Amun Bet in the, at the very bottom, in the, at the very bottom in the next podcast. In the meantime, everyone should have a wonderful day.